Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. Often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. I have the pleasure of Zazie Todd's company again. She's such an amazing animal understander. I know that's not a, a proper word at all, but she is. She wrote the book Wag about dog behavior, and now she's written Purr, which is a most wonderful book, The Science of Making Your Cat Happy, and it's all based on science. So many smart people around the world studying cats. Zazie's the creator of the award-winning website, Companion Animal Psychology. She has a PhD in psychology, an advanced certificate in feline behavior, from International Cat Care. Zazie, you really are the lady who translates cats for people. I mean, we're so grateful because it isn't just your opinion, which would be based on information you had gleaned, but your book is so rich with reaching out to people across the globe who've studied cats and who you bring to us their knowledge and their results so that we can live a better life with our kitties. I, I, I really admire how many different countries you went to to do this. It's great. I mean, I know you didn't have to physically go there, but that you did reach to the, out to these people doing work everywhere. When senior cats, you have a, a wonderful chapter, senior cats and cats with special needs, and you talk to a woman, Patrizia Piotti, at the Department of Veterinary Medicine, University of Milan, and she's done studying on senior cats. Did she tell you something or did you read something of her work that told you something new and different than what you already knew? Yeah, so she's one of the many people I was lucky to speak to for the book, which I was so glad of because there's so much work actually being done on cats now compared to in the past. And I think it's really important for cat guardians to try and keep in touch and know something of the science so that we can apply it to our own cats. And Dr. Patrizia Piotti is amazing. She has a veterinary background. She's also a veterinary behaviorist. And she has done a lot of research into aging in animals, dogs as well as cats. So she spoke to me about aging in cats. And one of the main things that I got from speaking to her actually was not to assume that things are due to age. If you see any changes in your cat, it's very common for people to say, oh, well, it's because they're getting a bit older. And there are some common behavior changes that happen as cats get older, um, which we can talk about in a moment. But right. She really stressed that it's important to take your cat to the vet and get them checked and not assume that they can't do things anymore because there's probably a lot that your vet can do to help your cat 
be more comfortable and be more like themselves. And you shouldn't just see it all as a, a, a downhill slope. And then she also spoke to me quite a bit about some of the cognitive changes that can happen in senior cats um, and some of the signs of those. Because just like people, cats can have cognitive dysfunction. And there are several things that people can look for there, which I can go into if you like. Of course um, I, I mean, like. I... That's exactly why <laughs> I, I want you to be here is so that we have this kind of checklist. It's why buying the book is really valuable because many checklists are in it for various things about one cat or multiple cats, cats with various situations. And they're really helpful. I mean, you read it and you go, yes, that all makes sense. But then when you're trying to really apply it to your cat, so helpful to be able to go back to the book and go, ah, there's that disha. It's all spelled out. Now I'm going to remember. I, let's just go back for a second to the point about going to the vet. It's so stressful for people to take their cat to the vet because it's so stressful for the cat. And I think that we do miss the boat with our cats because we think, oh, he's basically all right, or maybe that is just because of old age. And what if he has a tumor in his mouth or rotting teeth? All kinds of things that we don't know how to check and they're ruining his quality of life, could even kill him, but a vet could care for it. That have nothing really to do with aging per se. So I think that that's a really good point. I mean, a vet who's a behaviorist is focused on behavior, but in the end of the day, the animal's physical being needs to be as good as it can be to make the rest of their life good. So thank you for reminding yeah. us about that always. So talk about That's DISHA. Absolutely it's, right. it's most yeah. interesting. DISHA, okay. Disha. So um, DISHA is an acronym for the different signs that you can look for that will show signs of cognitive dysfunction in your cat. And if you see any of these signs, then it's, it's important to take your cat to the vet. Also because, as Dr. Piotti told me, there are many other conditions that can cause some of these signs. So if you see these signs, it doesn't automatically mean that your cat has cognitive dysfunction. They will need to have tests to potentially rule out other things like mm -hmm. diabetes, for mm -hmm. example. One of my senior cats has diabetes, so, you know, that's that's quite a, a, an important thing to be watching right. for. So DISHA, disorientation, um, the cat seeming disorientated, maybe losing their way in the house, for example, Um the eyes, interaction, so changes in interaction. So they may actually no longer greet you in the same way or the way in which they interact with you may change slightly or sometimes it may even seem that they don't quite recognize you. So I think that's quite sad for the yeah. cat guardian if they yeah. see that going on. Um, the S in Disha is for the sleep-wake cycle, so they can have changes in the sleep-wake cycle. So cats, as they get older, they tend to sleep more anyway. But with cognitive dysfunction, they they kind of lose the timing of when that happens. So they may tend to be awake and wandering around at night sometimes. So you'll you'll find changes in, in the times when they're asleep. It won't be like it, it used to be when they were younger. Um, the H is for house soiling because, unfortunately, they may start toileting in the wrong part of the house. And some of that could be due to the disorientation because they simply may not be able to find their way to the litter box anymore. So they may need a few extra litter boxes, perhaps. Um, so there's two A's on the end of Disha. It used to be one, now it's two. <laughs> so one of them is for activity changes. Um, so changes in the things that the cat is doing. So it's not just to when they're asleep, but also to the activities that they're doing in the day. Maybe they're actually not so interested in things anymore. Um, they might not be playing as much as usual. Um, just acting differently in terms of what, what they're doing. Um, 
Now, my dog actually has cognitive dysfunction and he does a lot of aimless wandering. So for him, that's one of the activity changes (laughs) for him. Um, And the other A is for anxiety because it's quite common for cats, senior cats, um, to become more anxious. And so anxiety as they get older can also be a sign of cognitive dysfunction. And again, that's something it's really important to speak to your vet about because there is quite a bit they can do to help with anxiety, for instance, prescribing medications so um, I I was really grateful to speak to Dr Piotti because she's done a lot of research on the cognitive changes as as animals age and I think it's really important to know that what these signs are and to be able to look out for them and to get your cat to the vet if you see any of them. So you and I who are practically minded as well as theoretically minded I like to talk about a couple of things on the dishes scale that we can do something about that we might do proactively while discussing it with our vet. The house soiling one, you said, well, maybe you'll add a few boxes, but there's really more to it than that, I think, Zazie. For example, what shape is the box? So if it has high sides and your cat is older, she has arthritis. That's a guarantee. All older creatures, humans, dogs, horses, we all get arthritis. It may make getting in and out of a high-sided box much harder. So you either can switch to a lower-sided box, an under-bed box works really well because that's a low side, or get one of those boxes that has more like a doorway cut out of it, if you will. And what if it's small? What if the cat used to be able to get in there and manage to squat in a somewhat confined space, but now being older, it's harder to squat and you can't squat as deeply. And so it feels too cramped. I mean, do you think any of those things are relevant to age and house soiling? Yes, absolutely. All of those are wonderful ideas. I think it's really important for all senior cats, not just any that you think might have cognitive dysfunction, but for all of them, because as you say, they they probably have a bit of arthritis as they get older, and cats are very good at hiding signs of pain. Right. So we may not realize, but that means it's harder for them to climb into a litter box. Um, if it, they have to go up or down stairs to get to it, that's another thing as well, if you have multiple Definitely. levels. In your home, you, you want to make sure that you've got something on every level for them so that they don't have to go up or down the stairs to get to the litter box. Um, yeah, and definitely making sure it's big enough and they've got enough space to move around in there. And this is good for all cats. Right. It, it becomes more yeah. important as they get older. Definitely. And and also the idea of urgency, you know, where your, your organs in your bladder and your sphincter were all more in your control when you were younger it becomes less so as you get older, whether you're any kind of a creature, right? But cats in particular. Mm. So if that litter box is quite a distance from, let's say, the, I don't know, the bathroom to the far end of the house is the kitchen, it may be an honest miss if they just like, oh my God, I can't get all the way there. So adding that other litter box doesn't mean putting them in both in the same place. It means looking for where that cat, what their path is, the pathway that they do in the house, and find a way that isn't too offensive to you to put litter boxes sort of along their way, like rest stops on the highway, you know? I think that (laughs) it's just important to see it from that perspective, you know? It's just, it's hard. It's hard to get old. And a lot of these physical parts of getting old, we don't think about because we know how to accommodate ourselves, but we forget that the kitties have it too. The anxiety and the um, nighttime sleep-wake cycles, and activity level changes. This is something I want to go a little bit on on a limb about. 
discussing things you can do for your cat which are more holistic, if you will, rather than going to a vet who prescribes a chemical, whatever kind of a medication mm, is made in a pharmacy. Now, I know, or I, I gleaned from the book that you're a very healthy living person, a vegetarian, and probably very thoughtful about what you feed yourself and your kitties who eat wet food, which is great. CBD has not been focused on cats yet, but it will be. And the, the CBD is, is a, a product that people don't fully understand. It's the, it's the part of the marijuana plant, if you will, or the hemp plant that has mm. no THC, doesn't make you high, doesn't make you stoned, as it does for people who choose it for that reason. The CBD that is manufactured for calming is a particular strain and, and manufactured in a particular way. I happen to have a company called Cradle with a K, that does not make cat products, at least not yet. They're completely focused on dogs. But I did ask them, because I knew I was going to talk to you about senior cats, if if off-label, if you will, now CBD is a naturally occurring organic pro, uh, component of a plant, you could give part of a cradle melt to a cat for a small dog. And yes, you can. There, that's not how it's being sold, but you could talk to your vet about it. The beauty of CBD, which I now use for sometimes both dogs, but one of my dogs in particular, and the melts, which work quickly and have a kind of a chicken flavor, or so Wanda tells me, um, is that they're extraordinary for anxiety and for sleep, helping with sleep. So it's something that people could consider. I mean, talk to your vet about it. There is one company that sells CBD oil directly to veterinarians in the United States. It's not manufactured uh -huh. for calmness, however. So the, there's only one company that has, I think quite intelligently or wisely or cleverly, whatever word you want to use, has made veterinarians the first line of defense to buy or sell their product. But it's an oil, which is very awkward to give and tastes incredibly nasty because I was told it did, and I put some on my tongue, and it was nasty, so it has to go in a capsule, Ooh. all of which makes it not very great to try and get into a dog, much less a cat. But the fact that CBD can be used for dogs and cats is for sure safe and, and works. Depends on the dose, depends on the individual animal, and depends on the delivery system. You would certainly want to talk to your vet about it, but if you have a vet who's dead set against using non-pharmaceuticals, you're not going to get very far. But I would say if you have a vet who can think more holistically, who leans towards alternatives that are not chemical, it's a really interesting idea. I might actually, um, I'm, I'm going to ask to have some sent to you, Zazie, just for your own personal, I believe in personal science, you know. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I'm selling anything. It doesn't mean it's being sold for that. But I really like to give animals relief from emotional stress, and there's so little yeah. that can be done for cats in general who live in a state of at least mild anxiety as a prey animal. Mm. So when you're older and you're wandering the house at night during the day, that must just feel horrible. And, it, and you as the owner feel helpless and powerless. Don't you feel that way? Yes, I think so. And that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And there are also some other things that people can do to set their environment up to help make the cat less anxious as well. And one of those would be simply not to move anything, not Ooh, to move well any said. furniture, mm -hmm. not to bring anything yes, new in. Yes, yes. Um, 
you know, keep everything in the same place so that if the cat is maybe losing some vision or hearing, they're not going to be suddenly confused by something appearing. That's brilliant. Um, That's really true. Yes, think of them as if they were blind. And if you move the furniture, they'll bump into it just because they like things as they are. Yes. Gives them comfort. they're used to things. Yeah. So try and keep things the same. Try and keep to their routine as much as you can. Or if you have to change the routine, at least try and stick to a routine for things um, because that really helps <laughs> yeah. them know when things are happening. It helps them be less stressed. Always with any cat, give them a choice. But again, if right. you've got an anxious cat or a senior cat, it's especially important to respect the cat's choices about being petted or being right. picked up. They may not like it if it's yes. painful for them, yes. for example. Um, and also think about if it's more difficult for them to move around in the home. We know that cats like to be high up and that they feel safe when they're higher up what can you do to make it easier for them to get high up if they want to can you have some slightly lower high up spaces that they (laughs) might be happy with or can you make some kind of ramp or series of steps to help them get somewhere high up so there are lots of things that you can do in your home as well to try and make it a more comfortable environment for them and feel more safe and more secure and at night time as well you could try leaving a light on for some of the time to see if that helps them Um, just a nightlight or something, because maybe that will help them find their way a little bit better in the house. Very nice. So lots of different things there to try. And per The Science of Making Your Cat Happy, this marvelous book has many of those ideas and many more in it. And a pheromone diffuser, just as a last word, doesn't work for all cats. And if you have severe anxiety or restlessness, it's probably not going. It's probably not going to do very much, but it can't hurt. Um, so that's one more thing you can do. Zazie, thank you for being here and for advocating on behalf of all kitties of all ages. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body. 90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based as in many cat foods, which can compromise cats' health. Clean protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.